podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast and welcome back to another match preview. Uh, it's Scott here with Chris, Daryl and Harry and we're going to be taking a look towards the Crystal Palace game at the weekend. Uh, before we do that, I just want to let you know that the Gallagher Shots match preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle players, legends and retro kits. The Magpin website is magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Right then, let's jump straight into this. Uh, Saturday, 21st of January, 5.30 kickoff. Um, it's live on Sky, I believe, for everyone in the UK. Uh, Harry, we'll come to you first, mate. What are your confidence levels going into this Crystal Palace game? Um, pretty high. It's probably the same as been kind of for the last maybe five games. Um, I think might have slightly took a beating last night when I saw them play against Man United. Um, or when we were recording this, obviously, because um, I thought they looked decent. They look they, they look like a good team, um, and they've kind of shown that across the the season. But and they've also had some dodgy results as well, uh, where they haven't looked too great either, and um, been a bit inconsistent. But I think with kind of the, the confidence now that we've got, I think especially with Isaac and Maxi getting minutes as well, um, it kind of adds more confidence through the squad as well where they can they can bring them on later if, if necessary. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, Chris. They did only play last night or, or Wednesday, if you're watching this uh, on a, on another day than, th- than Thursday, which you probably will be. Um, do you think tiredness could kick in? We did say the same thing about the Fulham game. And it didn't seem to affect them that much. But it is a bit of a, a shorter time that Palace have got between the games and what Fulham had. Do you think it's going to be a benefit at all? It's hard to say because we've been in a similar situation where we've played midweek, then, then we've got the weekend game on Saturday as well. And, and we don't look rusty whatsoever. Um, I think it's something which, which you would like to happen. You would like to sit here and say, oh, they'll be absolutely knackered after running around against Man U, Man U, inform Man U team as well. But yeah. I don't think it makes much difference these days. They're all professional athletes and they should be able to play in quick succession. So I don't think it makes a difference. Of course, we've had extra days to prepare for this game itself. That's yeah. the only way you can look at it. They've had less time to, to prepare for the game against Newcastle United with obviously that in-between game with, with Man U. But I don't think it'll make a difference in regards to fitness levels. They're all top of the game athletes, so so I doubt it very much. You'd hope not. If it was if it was your team, you'd certainly hope not, wouldn't you? Uh, Daryl, um, Harry touching it a little bit there. They're a bit hit and miss this season of Palace. Currently sitting 12th in the league. Uh, they're on 23 points. That's six wins, five draws and eight defeats. Um, they seem to concede a fair few goals as well. I think they're on a minus nine, if I'm rightly. Um do you think this is going to be any different to the previous two times we've played Palace this season? I do, actually. I think, you know, Palace, the onus will be on Palace to come out and really take the game to us at home on their own turf. Um, you know, you mentioned their record there. They've actually only got one win in the last six games. Um, and 
in that little run there with the defeats, there's been a 4 0 defeat by Tottenham. So you're quite right when you say that they're, they're prone to shipping a few goals. They're a very strange team, I think, Palace. You know, um, I could, I was saying earlier on this afternoon, I can't work out if they're inconsistent or if they're just consistently shit. But I don't want to disrespect Palace too much by saying that. But the, the, the form and, and some of the did. results, <laughs> well, I probably did, yeah. But uh, you know, that form and the results just go to show that they're very much, you know. One game to the next, and they can be they can be good on that day, and they can be quite bad as well. Um, but you know, I think if they have to take the game to us on their home turf, that probably suits us down to the ground because we really struggled when they came to St James's because they just camped behind the ball and and put all the bodies in the way, and we we were then tasked with having to 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 break them down. Um, so yeah, I think it will be a different game, and I'm I'm hoping it'll suit our style. Yeah, we'll we'll talk a little about a little bit about the last time we played them, and we'll talk about the league, Harry, not the not the cup game, because uh, from what I understand, not that I could say it, it was an absolute awful game, the cup game. Um, that league game, though, plenty of shots from both teams, and it was pretty equal possession wise. I think it was like I think fifty two to forty eight or something like that, so it wasn't too far. Um, when you look at our squad, though, we had Ryan Fraser and Matty Target playing in that squad, and I think nowadays you wouldn't. You wouldn't dream of starting either of those two. Well, Target's injured, but you wouldn't certainly dream of starting Ryan Fraser in a Newcastle side at this moment. Do you think the the change in form that we've had since then, as given it was quite early in the season, might benefit us going into this game? Uh, you know, in, in terms of how we approach it and, and what Palace would maybe expect, but maybe we can catch them off guard with that. Um. Possibly. I also think, obviously, like you said, with Ryan Fraser and Matty Target playing, I think with our squad, kind of at the minute, our strongest 11, um, if you change one player, I feel like the squad and the way we play can change massively, especially for Matt Target and Dan Byrne. Um, I think the right side is always do the same as long as Trippier is playing. But I think it'll be a completely different side um, that they faced when they came to St. James Park in the Cup. Um, but then I also think... It could be a different side that that we face because um, yep. it was a piss poor piss poor game. Um, but then, like I said, my United yesterday, um, you, you had Crystal Palace and they looked dangerous, um, especially on the counter attack, which always terrifies us. I think I say that a lot in previews. If if we get caught on the break, then sometimes I feel like we're going to be a bit bit stuffed at the back. But it hasn't so far really came to haunt us. Um, what I think anyway. But no, I think. You're right in what you're saying, obviously, the changes, and I don't think it'll be a, a similar um, kind of way that they go up against us, though, and they probably didn't take much from that cup game to bring into this game that we're coming at the weekend. Yeah, and obviously, we all know about the, the disallowed goal that the uh, the FA have come out and said was a, was a mistake and shouldn't have been disallowed that Willock's... Uh, well, it was an own goal, wasn't it? It wasn't Willock who scored it, but... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll not touch any more on that. A uh, few injuries for Palace. Uh, I think is it Joachim Anderson is set to miss the game. Uh, he was out at the midweek. He's a big miss for them. You've also got MacArthur and Ferguson. Uh, but one player, Chris, who's coming back is, is it Eze or Eve, um, who is a bit of a handful uh, and could probably cause us a bit of trouble. Are you, are you worried about any of the Palace players? Um, obviously, they've got the likes of Wilf, Wilfred Zahar as well, who, depending on his day, uh, can never be world beater or consistently shit, as Daryl said. 
I'm not. I'm not necessarily scared of, of, of any Palace player. Um, I would say that about going against most teams. I, I, I don't think I would single out a player because as a unit, we can stop most, uh, and we've saw it so far this season. I think just looking at injury, I think the, the big concern is is obviously Bruno Gomez. Is, is he going to be playing or not? I would probably. The side of the fence is saying no. They'll probably rest him, even if he is ready to go. They'll probably not risk it and just rest him this one. Um, and, and like Harry said, losing a player like Bruno, it it can massively affect how we will set up because yeah. I, I don't I, I don't know how we will set up from there because we're used to Bruno in that midfield role. Would it be a case where Jordan and drops into midfield as a permanent anchor role in there? Um, and and Willick as well, and Saint goes on the left hand side. We'll soon find out. That's what I would imagine would happen. Saint would come into that mm. starting eleven because we're on the bones of our arse for for midfield positions at the moment. Um, could he risk it and go two up top with, with Isaac and Wilson? I doubt that'll happen, but I would imagine Saint will come in. But it's going to be huge miss, Bruno, massive miss. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll come to Newcastle now, and obviously that that Bruno injury. Um... Wasn't as bad as probably everyone initially thought, and I think as bad as maybe some of the press was making it out to be. At the start of the week, we found out pretty quick that um, he's had a scan and it, it's not too bad. Um, I personally don't think even if he was fit, they'd risk him. Um, you know, I think Eddie Howe's got that good kind of management. It's not like teams of the past and managers of the past who, where uh, you know, will get the best players out if they're not a hundred percent. Eddie Howe's done that in the past. He did it when Bruno started. Um, you know, everyone was screaming for him to come on the pitch and he was getting, you know, 15, 20, or sometimes even five minutes here or there in games, uh, bit parts. Um, it's interesting, Chris, you mentioned about Isak uh, because if we did play Isak and Callum Wilson, we wouldn't have a striker for the bench because as we go live, the news is breaking that uh, Chris Wood has uh, agreed to go to Nottingham Forest. Um, Harry... If we did play Isak and Wilson up front, would there be any player that you'd think could fill in in that striker position should we need to make a change there? Oof. You're asking questions now, like Scott. Um, I mean, that's what I'm here I for. I think you're, you're, only, you're only player, really, that I could imagine filling in that role slightly uh, is probably Maxi. Uh, we've seen him being tried there a few times um, through the middle and sometimes it's paid off, um, sometimes it hasn't, but as we've all said as well uh, recently, that he's loving that left-hand side um, and shagging the line. So, no, I, I don't think it would work. I, th- I think that's something that they're going to have to have a look at um, mm. 100% because there's no one that's obviously a, a natural number nine. Um, and I don't even think he's uh, actually a natural number nine either. Um, I think the only one now left in the clubs probably is just Wilson. Um, obviously, you've got youth coming through, but you're not going to play any of them really because um, none of them have been tried up there yet. Yeah, I suppose the, the only other name that you could potentially mention, and I don't think we even like to think about this anymore, Daryl, is Joe Linton. Uh, he could maybe fill in up front. But uh, the question I want to ask you, Daryl, is Callum Wilson's been a bit cold in terms of his uh, delivery in front of goal. Obviously, he set up Isak uh, the other night. Um, would it be a, 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 an audacious move to drop Wilson and start Isak over him? Or do you think Wilson's still finding his fitness off his illness and he maybe could do with the minutes? Um, I think Eddie will probably want to keep going with Wilson. Um, Isak himself is also coming back from a, a pretty big injury. 
Um, and you know he's been eased back into the squad as well. You know he got that half and that, well, he got the first half at Sheffield Wednesday, and he got the uh, back end of the the, the Leicester uh, the Leicester Cup game, and he also got yeah. the back end of the phone game last week. Um, but I think it's probably going to be Callum Wilson will be the, the the main starting choice up front. And I've been listening to his podcast on BBC Sounds this afternoon, and him he himself actually acknowledges that he was a bit shy in front of goal. He had the chances, but he wasn't clinical enough to put them away. So I think he's certainly got the self determination to 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 fix that and come up with with the goods on Saturday against Crystal Palace. Yeah, and, and and who knows? I mean, the plane spotters have been out in force today, Chris. Maybe we've got a new signing coming in before the game at the weekend. Didn't take them long, mate, did it? Didn't take them it long didn't. to get the plane trackers <laughs> back out. I love it. You know, like, <laughs> like, you always see comments of Newcastle fans saying, oh, wow, we're such a weird bunch. Does anybody else do that? If you think we're bad, go and look at Arsenal. They're, they're 10 oh, really? times. Oh, through oh, the roof, them. Wow. Absolutely through the roof. Um, but I, I just want, want, to, want to mention there... Do you think with Bruno, if it is a flip of a coin, if Bruno starts, no matter what Eddie Howe says, he's got to have one eye on that game, the cup game coming up, because that's a huge yeah. game. Yes, this weekend it could be another three points to help with for that push for the top four. But but which is the bigger game to, to involve Bruno in? Is it this weekend or obviously the cup game? It's a cup game all day long, 100%. Yeah. So yeah, even absolutely. if Bruno turns around and says, yeah, I'm ready to play, I don't think he plays. Um, yeah, I agree with Chris. Um, I think if Bruno tells Eddie that he wants to start, then I, th- I fully expect that might happen. But it's, I think Eddie will be wise enough to say, Look, with Bruno, just you need to sit this one out and we'll have you ready for the cup. Yeah, and even if it's maybe to bring him on as a cameo at the end, just to get a few little minutes in his legs, just to, to you know get the blood pump or whatever it is that's needed. Um, but also, I think that maybe it's the fact that we don't play next weekend could also hinder that decision in terms of like well you can play on Tuesday then you've got a whole week until the next game uh, where we can get you you know 100% if that's what's needed um, yeah would Harry would would you be disappointed if we played a, a much lesser team this weekend with one eye on that cup game or, or would you understand as a fan that that cup game is probably the bigger game in the grand scheme of things I think I'd understand as a fan I think I would probably look at the team news and kind of go, because oh. you always look forward to games and you always want to see your best players out there performing. But like you said, it, it's a case of understanding the bigger picture, really. Um, if if we go far in the Carabao, well, we're far in the Carabao Cup, but if we go on to get the final of the Carabao Cup, that is ridiculously massive for Newcastle United and in the full first year of ownership. Um, and obviously, it guarantees, obviously, if we win, the, we get Europa League football. So it's kind of like a. It's kind of I don't know. Like I find it hard to kind of go to one Champions League football, um, in kind of lesser chances in the Carabao Cup. But I think we've got that far now. Where obviously you've got two legs in the semi final. I think you just got. If Bruno did want to play this weekend, I don't think it's that much of a problem. Depending on where his injuries are, um, because you've got a two leg semi final, you can say right, you can play this weekend, and then you do your your first leg at Southampton, and then pull him off after sixty minutes if if he's not all right or. You just want to be cautious for that reason, because, like you said, you got you've got that big break coming up as well. Well, big break, but you you've got a, a bigger break than usual coming up uh, between your games. Um, so I don't think it's that much of a risk. Obviously, I don't know what Bruno's injury is looking like at the minute. Um, obviously, I know you said the photos and what the journalists were saying look ten times worse than it probably is. Um, but he is a massive player for us, and I think if there's any doubt, then play a lesser squad. Um, I was also thinking 
you could even just rotate your squad uh, with Maxi and Isaac getting minutes at the minute. Give them a start because they're, they're coming off the bench and see what they can do off the bench. Give them the, the, the start of the game and, and see how they can uh, affect us and hopefully help us as well because I think it would it would help them as well rather than just thinking oh, I'm coming off the bench, especially Maxi. I feel like he's been on the bench for, for ages. Um, obviously, I know he had a, a slight injury as well. Um, that kept him out for a while, probably longer than it should have. But yeah, if, if you start Maxi, start Isaac, it's not a lesser team. It's just a different team. Um, and then there's there's not enough depth in the squad really to, to to play a lesser team. I don't think really. I mean, if you if you're gonna change your midfield, then you, who you're bringing in? Do you know what I mean? Ellie Anderson. That's probably about it. I think I think Eddie will look at this anyway, and it, no matter what happens next week, it, it'll be a hundred percent the strongest eleven he can field on on Saturday, with the exception of possibly Bruno. Um, he's, he goes in every game like that, apart from obviously the cup games where you need to get minutes in in the fringe players' legs. But you, you've got to look at it the other way. If and this won't happen, but so I'm just gonna we'll see it anyway. But if he was to rest players on Saturday, which like I said, he probably won't. Then are they going to be match fit for the, the following week? It's obviously such a, a a gap that they would have played with the previous game. So Eddie will go strong, hundred percent. I'm mean, no doubt whatsoever. Strongest eleven this one. Strongest eleven on Tuesday. Yeah, totally we all saw what happened to a Crystal Palace game uh, when we did rotate in the cup. Uh, it wasn't like Harry said the best of games. Oh, we're uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, like I say, I, th- I think we've talked about this a couple of times, but there was no highlights on Sky Sports News at all. Uh, when that game was on. So uh, hopefully we get a better game at the weekend. Uh, We'll come to our predictions. Uh, Chris, I'll stick with you uh, for your prediction first, mate. What are you going for? Um, I think it'll be one of the tough ones. Like we mentioned at the start of this, you don't know what Crystal Palace side you're going to get. They could have a decent game like they did against Man U. They could have an absolute shocker like they did against Spurs. Um. I'm going to play it safe and I'm going to go for a 1-0 Newcastle United win. Take that. I would actually take that all day. Of course <laughs> it would. Moment. Three points on Absolutely. the table. Absolutely. Yeah. Daryl, what's your predictions, mate? Um, I've got a funny feeling Palace might have a little bit of momentum from the game against Man United on, on Wednesday and as much as it pains me to say it, I think it could be a 1-1 draw. I certainly don't think we'll lose because I think we're too good for that at the moment and we're, we're running form and the momentum that we've got going forward is really good. Um, but I think it could be a little bit of a tricky go and I think it'll be 1-1. And it all depends as well on whether or not we can keep Will Zaha quiet because as we know, he is a bit of a danger. Um, I think, to be honest, he's had a bit of a, a barren spell against us recently in, in the last few we've seasons. We've always kept him quiet, Daryl. Always we have, kept him yeah. quiet. Really well. We really have. And, I would like to see more of that on Saturday, but I think it could be a one-one. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You mentioned Zaha. He's a bit of a different beast when they're playing at home as well, though. Um, he seems to thrive off their home crowd uh, a bit, and he, you know he always goes missing. But especially when he's coming to St James's Park, I don't think he's ever really performed that much. Uh, Harry, mate, what is your predictions for this one? Uh, I think it'll be a two-one win. Um, I'd love to see. I'd love to say sorry that we'll get a clean sheet. Um, but I'm just kind of playing my mind that Bruno's not playing. Um, and I worry with that, you kind of control the game a little bit less because um, he's such a good link between your, your defence and your midfield. Um, you kind of go on hoofing it, really, because the amount of times that you just see them pass to Bruno and you'll carry it 10, 20 yards and then pass it, I worry that no one really is going to take that role. Um, I mean, Joe Linton can carry the ball, don't get it wrong, but Bruno is a god at it. Uh, he, he's been so good at that. So I'd, I'd like to say... 
I would like to say 2-0, but I think it'll be 2-1 uh, if, if Bruno's not playing, unfortunately. But it's still a win. Still three points. Can't complain. Can't complain at all. Well, I will say 2-0, because uh, I think it will be a 2-0 win. Um, I just think our right-hand side will cause them too much trouble. I, I can't remember who it is, the player they've got, but he's not the fastest. And if we can get Miggy on him, I just think he could fall like a deck of cards. So hopefully we'll... Uh, Mitchell? Mitchell, that's his name. I well, hopefully we can exploit that side of it a little bit. And if Saints on the pitch, which I hope he is, you know, he can cause trouble wherever. So um, he, he will be, it, Scott. I think we need a highlight as well. If if Saint does start ahead of Bruno, then obviously we'll we'll drop into that that midfield three. Yeah, and it'll be the same way where Saint could just drift into the middle alongside Callum Wilson up top. Mm-hmm. Then Willick's just on that left hand side, and yep. I think we'll cause them issues down that side. I think yes, Bruno will be a huge miss, but. Willick's performing really well. Sean Longstaff's mm-hmm. performing well. Um, and, and Joel Linton just carries on his form as usual. Even that midfield three is a strong, strong oh, yeah. enough to, to, to beat Palace. Well, it, was, it was interesting. We did the um, the mid-season review. If, and if you haven't seen that, go and check it out after watching this video. Uh, it's a really good one. Uh, and I was going back looking through like all the games of the, the season. And at the start of the season, St. Maximum was one of our best performers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the goal against Wolves, I think he got a man of the match performance the week before that. Um, it's just a shame Man City he got had a great game against Man City. Yeah, yeah look at the Man City, City game. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. If we can get that back, yeah. then he's undroppable. Um, so, fingers crossed, we do that. Um, does anyone have anything they want to add before we wrap this one up? Yeah, I'll add something in there. Just, you know, we saw when we lost Bruno against Fulham last week, there was a slight shift in the dynamic of how the team played. And we mentioned this on the instant reaction as well. Um, you know, the, the team, it did change and the way we were playing did change slightly. It was visible to the fans in the ground. And it'll be interesting to see how we approach that going into the game on Saturday. And I think as much as that midfield three is good, it still doesn't have the quite, you know, it doesn't tick along as nice as it does when Bruno was in there. But it'll be interesting to see how we all amalgamate together and how they work together as that midfield three and how they link up with the defence and the attack. Because all three of those midfielders could effect- effectively join in an attack. And, you you know, it's going to take a lot of discipline from one or two of them to try and stay back and stay behind while one of them goes on or two of them goes on, you know. So as we build an attack and as, as we try and press Palace going forward, it'll be interesting to see how we, how we deal with that. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to it because I think, you know, we know how good Eddie is with the players and he works really well. So I think what we'll have to look at as well though, is that, that, yes, Eddie Howe's hand may have been forced to, to not play Bruno, um, but that might work in our favour to a chance to do something different without Bruno yep. in the team. Yeah. Because, yes, it's a short injury this time. The next one might be a few weeks, might be a couple of months. So it gives you a chance to explore different things. And going up against Palace, like, like we've said, it's probably a decent team to try that against. I think we highlighted Longstaff as well in the sorry, absolutely. Um, no, I think we highlighted Longstaff um, when he was kind of in the in that number six role slightly. Um, he, he was deeper than he, he usually was. Cast the position he took up when when Bruno went off, and he's looking great. To be fair, I, I did slate him for like one or two things, mainly his finishing. But I think that's fair enough. I think even him himself knows that it, it's not the greatest that can be worked on. Um, but no, I think if you if you got Sean Longstaff um, with the confidence he's got, especially because I mean you see a celebration after he put that ball in, running over to like the bench and, and celebrate, and I think that would yeah. have been massive for him. If he, he grabs a goal, known... mate, he will explode. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think everyone like, will. I mean, it's like a hundred percent. It'll be a relief, I think, and I'll be I think it'll be a massive relief for him because I think um, I forgot if it was yourselves on whatever preview or if it was the Always Man and Faces podcast, but. 
um, you're saying that he is probably the one that you're going to take out of that team if you bring in another midfielder. Um, he's probably the one that's going to kind of come out straight away. So he'll he'll hear that. He'll know that uh, as a player. Um, and I think you'll just want to impress now and just show that he's, he's still got space. In I think what, what, what we'll have to look at as well is that the last handful of games, we've had a chance very early on in the first couple of minutes of a game. We finished that one. In the games, I was. It really yeah. is. We, yeah. we need to work on that because we create the chance within the first five minutes, and it's been the last handful of games. Score that one, and and it just ruins any game plan the opposition has. Yeah, yeah. Just to go back to what Daryl said as well about Eddie about um, you know, being hand was forced when Bruno came off. The other thing we have to remember is Eddie Howe's now had a week with these players to work on this plan B or whatever it's going to be. So he'll have them drilled without Bruno. And then if we do have Bruno come in and he's fit, we'll just revert back to what we've been doing all season. So I think it's going to be fine. I, I don't think it's going to be as bad as, you know, maybe it's the media have been making it out and that sort of stuff. And, and we said in the um, the mid-season review, like we're no longer a side that relies on one player. Um, and yes, Bruno is going to be a huge miss, but we've got the players around him and we've got the players in the squad who can, you know, step up. Um, especially in that central midfield position, I feel like we're, that's probably our strongest uh, position at the moment. So it's confidence. It'll all be fun and games, exactly. Well, that that also comes into it as well. Confidence. Like the full in, the full team coaching. is absolutely oozing yeah. from with confidence, mate. So if another player like like Sane comes in, he'll feed off that as well, and and it's clear to see. So it doesn't matter who comes in; they're gonna feed off of the rest of the players around them. So yes, like like you said, Bruno's a huge loss if he doesn't play, but we'll still be alright. We'll be fine. Of course we will. Of course we will. Well, we've all predicted wins. Yeah. Uh, Daryl, you predicted a draw, didn't you? Sorry. So uh, three of us Ruined predicted the party. wins. One draw. And there was one draw. Um, <laughs> so was... But we will see what happens on Saturday. Uh, thanks, lads. I've enjoyed this one. Uh, and thank you for watching. If you do like this sort of content, uh, be the nice person who scrolls down from this video and hits the subscribe button. Uh, hits the little thumbs up button. And if you want to know when we release new videos, hit the little notification bell and you'll get a little pop-up on whatever you watch YouTube on to let you know of that new uh, video. Uh, in terms of content, we've got a whole host of things. Uh, we've just went live this morning, I believe, uh, the mid-season review. Um, that's a that's a nice one to watch. You've also got the Over Smiling Faces podcast. We'll probably do a match reaction to this Crystal Palace game that we are previewing right now. Um, and then also be a preview for that all-important Southampton game coming up um, this week. Uh, well, next week. But we'll also a Beyond the Lines, Scott, as well, being recorded right now. There is. Yes, there is a Beyond the Lines with... Um, I can't remember who it was that Matty's got on. HLTCO, Dan. I knew it was a series of letters. I didn't know which order they were in, so... <laughs> you did. No, it's done um, that that runs at H to uh, I've forgotten now, I've just said it. HLTC your podcast. Well, if you like any of that content and you want to get early access to some of that content, as well as become a member of probably one of the best group chats you'll ever become a member of, we have a membership program. It's $2.99 a month to be part of that membership. It gets you early access to the videos, like I've just said. It gets you access to the Telegram group, which is worth the admission fee alone. Um We've got plane spotters, we've got ITKs, we've got all sorts going on in that group, as well as a very, very good group of lads and lasses who are all wanting one thing, and that's the best for Newcastle United. So if you want to do that, scroll down from here and view the membership program as well. But that's it for this one. We'll go into this Palace game oozing with confidence, with or without Bruno, 
We don't care. We will go in and let hopefully we'll get a good game for them. I've been Scott. I've been your host for this one, and I'll see you all in the next one. Ta-da. Podcast Network.